The Heroes and Villains Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. And we're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Gens assemble. Welcome back to Heroes and Villains Fantasy Football. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and partner, Mr. Andrew, the TD King, Rob. And joining us on this special guest evening is Sebastian Firon, the SGPN Fantasy Doctor. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? What is up? What is up? How are we doing, homies? <laughs> Good, Bruni. As always, love talking some fantasy. Always enjoy these start sick questions. Uh, you know, it really, really gets the gears going in my mind for the upcoming week. What we should do, who we should fade, where we should put our nice flex players. Uh, so yeah, man, let's let let's get into it. I always love hearing Sebastian talk about the injury stuff because that does truly matter for us in fantasy. So uh, let's get show on the road. Yeah, we are going to turn up on a hump day. Be sure to smash the like button and download the episode on Apple and Spotify podcasts. It's going to be a little bit of a longer episode tonight, so buckle up, grab your popcorn. We're going to be asking Sebastian about a plethora of injuries, whether it's players going away, coming back. We're going to get the lowdown on some health statuses here, and we're also going to dive into our start and sit mailbag from our listeners. All right, so first up, going to dive right in here, Sebastian. I want to talk to you about a couple of guys that we're losing. Talk to me about Justin Jefferson and Devon A-Chain. A-Chain has been brilliant. He's been a fantasy darling. If Whether you drafted him at value or picked him up off the waiver wire, absolutely been producing when given the opportunity. And then Justin Jefferson, the fantasy football darling, the dude, the 101, going to be out for at least four weeks. Both of these guys going to IR. Give us some updates here. How's it looking? How bad is it? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough in these in these streets. Exactly like you said, we've seen some fantasy football studs get absolutely put on the IR. So we'll start with Justin Jefferson. Obviously, wide receiver one, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Hamstring injury, right? Uh, these hamstrings are very difficult to deal with in season, particularly. It's kind of probably best case scenarios that they put them on the IR. So that decision to put them on the IR so quickly tells me that it's a great a grade two injury, not a grade one. So you grade them, right? The higher number of the grade, the more severe the injury is. So we're looking at a bit of a moderate hamstring strain, typically around four to six weeks, right? So four weeks is kind of the early end to return. Uh, The bad thing with these hamstring injuries is always the increased injury risk. So anything with the soft tissue, uh, if a player kind of, it feels better before it's actually healed. So players typically try to come back too soon and then they go do that first sprint or they really try to push it and then all of a sudden it's retorn. So uh, my rest of season outlook for Justin Jefferson, unfortunately, is not very good, which nobody wants to hear. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, do what you can. If if anybody's, you know, if you want, try to find a sucker who's got high hopes and try to trade him away, uh, he could still have some trade value. But uh, for me personally, Justin Jefferson's a little cooked. And at that point when he does return in potentially five, six weeks, what is the Vikings record going to look like? That could be an ugly situation. 
that's my that's my concern is like you know what maybe he is healthy in five weeks but the team has been terrible unfortunately justin jefferson also doesn't play defense this isn't college football so defense bleeding yards second worst in the nfl for total yards against i don't i don't know what they're going to look like and it does concern me here especially my 14 percent best ball exposure god bless god bless that hurts Killing me. Yeah, I'm hoping for a little bit of life, but I agree with you. The, the Vikings are just in a dire situation without Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins playing the way he is. Uh, it's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. What about uh, Devon A. Chan? Yeah, looking over at, uh, yeah, so obviously popped on the scene, right? There was some some talk in preseason. A lot of people were like, hey, this guy, you know, he's really explosive, whatever. He finally got a shot. looks great. And then, yeah, now he's on the IR. So a little bit more mystery with him. Uh, same thing with John, uh, James Conner, both put on the IR, right? Both dealing with just knee injuries at this point. So not mm-hmm. a whole lot has been said. Looked at the video, you know, my kind of top two hypotheses that are either MCL or meniscus. Now it kind of depends. You know, the fact that he was getting some different opinions and he just got put on the IR today makes me lean more towards meniscus because there's more treatment options. So when you have a meniscus injury, you know, there's three pretty much options you could do. If it's small enough, you could just rehab it. If it's to a point where it does need surgery, there's two surgical options. You can get a meniscectomy, which just removes it, about a four to six week rehab, and you're back good back to go because all you got to do is let that heal. Or you can get uh, where they actually do a meniscus repair, which is like what someone like Jalen Ramsey got, where it's going to take several months and look at this point would probably be season ending. So... You know, a big mystery with A-Chain. Yeah, all we really know is that he's definitely going to be out the four weeks. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see kind of what's going on. But, it, you know, for both these guys, definitely the potential to not just be four weeks. So that is kind of the big right. concern there. Uh, that's why it's a good time for Jeff Wilson to come back to practice. That's what I wanted to get to. So before I kick it over to Andrew, what are your thoughts about Jeff Wilson, at least in week six and seven? Like, is it a wait and see scenario for you? Or if you're in dire need, you know, if like you've got Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb drafted, and they're just sitting there, you know, rotting away on your roster, or maybe you lost another one of these guys. Are you, are you ready? Are you going to be ready come week, week six to fire up Jeff Wilson? Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. So, I mean, the biggest thing is he's returned to practice, right? That doesn't always mean – most players, when they come off the IR and they open mm-hmm. activate that 21-day practice window, most of them mm-hmm. do come back and play that week, but not all of them. Sometimes they they, okay. they give the week off. So, obviously, I, someone who I was targeting on the waiver wire, I picked him up myself. Uh, he did do a limited practice today, which is a good sign. I would love a full practice, at least one on Friday, if not two, Thursday and Friday. But, yes, okay. he's someone uh, – they play the Panthers this week. I expect them to be up big. I expect them to just, you know, be running the ball a lot. And any part of that Dolphins offense you can get, I want a piece of, especially in that backfield. So, yes, I will absolutely take them. I mean, Jeff Wilson was RB2 on the preseason depth chart. So, I mean, obviously the Dolphins liked him. Uh, It was not really set that Moster was going to be the clear start at the beginning. They had kind of rotation there. So I think he could work his way into a pretty good role there. What are your thoughts on Jeff Wilson this week, Andrew? Yeah, I any mean, shares? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do have a little bit of uh, uh, of him, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll with him too because I mean, it's just okay. Raheem Mostert. I don't think they want to give him 100 percent of the carries either because mm-hmm. he's been known to also be injured. So, uh, you know, I I think that they are going to split it up. Obviously, Mostert is the guy there, so I expect probably more like the 75-25 split. But I mean, it's it's a pretty good week for them, uh, you know, rushing or at least it probably should be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would be okay starting him. I, I don't I don't want to start Jeff Wilson, but I think if you kind of are on the fence and, and kind of need to because of buys and, and injuries, I think it's okay to, to set him in the lineup. Well, Sebastian just gave me a lot more confidence. I was, you know, utterly on the fence. Like, I mean, I could go both ways with this. He's not someone that I had to pick up. The, the places where I have ownership of him or exposure, I just stashed him. Like, he was a guy that I believed in. You can ask Andrew. I was just banging that drum, marching to his beat all summer long. So I was definitely high on him. So the places I have him, like, I, I just got him for free, like the last couple of rounds. Uh, yeah. He didn't have very much hype right before the start of the season. So I uh, stashed him on the IR in a couple of leagues, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm bringing him back this week. So, uh, Andrew, what guys are you looking at? What what, what questions you have for uh, for the doc here? Oh, man. So somebody I'm heavy in best ball and also in redraft is Deontay Johnson. Uh, looks like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. trying to come back after the bye here. Uh, obviously, he had a hamstring injury, too. So should we feel good about him coming back? I mean, he kind of gave the nod like, yeah, like I'm good week seven. 
Uh, you know, how should we feel about Deontay Johnson? Is it somebody that we'll be able to slot right back in or, or should we wait and kind of see how he looks on the field? You know, what are your takes on that? Yeah, no. So Johnson, I think that bye week comes at a good time, right? I think there was, it would be potential for him if they Pittsburgh was playing this week that he could potentially have made his return. Uh, Cause he picked up that injury pretty early week one, I believe. So, I mean, he's looking at about five, six weeks. Uh, so he had a great two based on how quickly he was put on IR and based on everything, right? We don't know anything for sure, but just using our context clues here. Uh, so grade two, four to six weeks, you know, he's right about that six week mark where I feel a little bit more comfortable. We'll obviously have to see his practice participation, obviously is the biggest indicator. If the guy's out there practicing, then that's a pretty good, damn good sign. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty hopeful for Deontay Johnson. He's on my. He's got him in a couple leagues. He's on my IR. I think that that offense needs him because uh, as great as George Pickens has played, he's has like 0.0% separation. So they need somebody who's going to make some easy throws for Kenny Pickett. So I am hopeful that in week seven we do get Deontay Johnson back, and I think he immediately fills back into that role because Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, no one's really taken that over. It's just been throw the ball up to George Pickens and kind of hope that he makes a spectacular play. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for him to come back. I saw in the media that he says he feels great. Like he feels fine. Come next week, whether it's someone on a bye or I'm dealing with another injury, DJ is going to be in my lineup. That was that was one I felt confident about, especially because of this extra bye week. He went on the IR early. And to me, even I don't know, maybe you can back this up a little bit, Sebastian. Did the injury really seem that serious when he when he went out? Yeah, I mean it's hard to say like what it looks like, right? Especially mm-hmm. with the hamstrings. Cause even Justin Jefferson's, his looked very like what, like that's really where he's going to be out on the IR. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like much, right? It doesn't take like mm-hmm. much. Uh, Cause you just, you, you know, right away, you feel it. Cause someone who's had hamstring chairs myself, they suck, but it, it doesn't take a whole lot for them to really set you back. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad he was able to go on IR. I'm glad the bye week comes at a perfect time. So typically, first week off of IR, someone like a Jerry Judy off that grade two strain, I tend to avoid, which is why I was kind of like avoid Jerry Judy in the beginning of the season, which has worked out well. Um, he's got that extra week like you talked about. I like that extra buy. He probably could have came back this week. Start getting him mm-hmm. in some practices and, and let's let's go. And he's a big he's a big catch guy, right? So PPR, he kind of makes your life a little bit easier. He doesn't really need to pop one or anything like that. Yeah, thousand percent agreed. Um, I think the uh, I think the next thing we should talk about is underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy <laughs> has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long, whether that be best ball pickums or you know resurrection best ball is upon us right now. If your uh, BBM teams are looking like dog shit, you can go ahead and get back in the game with the resurrection. Uh, I think that that is uh, done tomorrow. So everyone, if you're listening now, hop in, get your best ball resurrection teams up and running. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers as well. Go five for five in the Pick'em Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times your money payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. That's right. $500 deposit bonus. Uh, they also have the $100,000 Sundays continuing on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10K each. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over at Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with using the promo code SGPM, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We are also brought to you by Manscaped. Who doesn't love Manscaped? Got to keep the face and the nuts looking good for the ladies. You know what I mean? I mean, we're all married. We're all married here. Uh, my, my wife likes my face uh, with a little scruff on it, but most certainly not down south. She wants that nice and smooth. Uh, Manscaped has taken step up from the ball o ween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. It may be spooky season, but you don't want to scare people with a scraggly beard. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's Handyman. 
For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane uh, airplane friendliness make this the perfect travel tool for the on-the-go and being able to shave up to three days' growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. That's right. Your Halloween costumes may take effort, but beard grooming doesn't need to when you're when you can get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our promo code SGP for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. All right, right on, right on. Let's get back into it here. Andrew, any other injury questions before we dive into the mailbag? Yes. Uh, so we got just got two more, uh, I believe, here for you. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, obviously massive injury last year, came back. I did not expect him to play starting the season. He did. Uh, and then he got a little banged up, and now it looks like he's coming back. So how should we look at Javante Williams here? Is this something that's going to just – be with him all season long where he plays a little bit, gets a little banged up, sits out, comes back in. Like, I mean, you know, what should managers do who have Javante Williams? Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. Anytime that someone's coming off to such a major knee injury, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of elevated injury risk. I don't think it's something you got to be worried about as far as going forward. Typically it gets a little bit easier as the season goes on, but I agree. I mean, he's somebody that I, that was a pretty gnarly injury and it didn't happen in the very, very beginning. So I didn't expect him as well. He definitely was, practicing and back on the field way sooner than I thought he's looked okay uh hasn't looked great in some spots uh so we picked up a quad injury it kept him out last week and we kind of got to see the birth of Jaleel McLaughlin right that's kind of where this all came from and he's coming back he's not on the injury report he had a full practice Wednesday so he's gonna be a go I just hate the matchup and I don't know what that backfield is gonna look like I don't expect them to really be leading and leaning on the run much I think they're gonna be behind against the Chiefs on Thursday night I don't know how many opportunities it's going to happen. And, you know, are they, they've seen what McLaughlin can do. He's definitely looks a little more explosive than Javante Williams. So are they going to put him and get, get those pass reps? So this week, I do not love uh, Javante Williams from a health perspective. He should be all right going forward. I'm just pretty concerned about what it's going to look like this week on Thursday night. Yeah. You nailed it on the head there with the game script. If I, if I'm someone that, uh, had already owned Javante Williams, and I spent a lot on Jalil McLaughlin. I'm starting McLaughlin this week. I don't trust, you know, Williams coming back with uh, a short week and then and off of injury. I I don't like it one bit. And like you alluded to, like they're most likely going to be playing from behind. It looks like the Broncos and Sean Payton are trying to tank anyways. So why you know even overexpose Williams to extra opportunities to injuries? My only concern is, is maybe he steals a touchdown, but I like Jalil McLaughlin. He's got a lot more jump, a lot more juice, you know, like a per touch basis. I think you just trust him more just based off of his uh, ability, agility and speed. Are we are we just out on Smaje Piran? I mean, Justin, I know you and I were drafting him a lot. I, because I love him. Think, yeah, I, I mean, love I mean, him. So do I. They don't. He, I, he looked efficient. <laughs> this season they, so they, far like, they don't love them, though. they're not they they, they're not giving him enough touches even with it, with mclaughlin there like he should be dominating the ball he's not i don't i don't get it yeah i, I don't understand it either i mean you know why bring this guy over tell him that he's going to have a specific role and then just not utilize not him. It to I him. Mean, he yeah, just hasn't you know he this cool. season he hasn't had more than than eight carries in a game uh he's averaging around like five it, it, I don't know. It's a, to me, it makes no sense. I think honestly, his biggest um, role for them is is in the receiving, which this team is mm-hmm. has great, no though. business. Yeah, I mean, they have no business in running the ball a ton. They they're always behind in games. So I feel like mm-hmm. P Ryan is going to get a little bit more usage uh, moving forward here because again, I, I think that they they now saw over the last two games. You know, he's um, you know doing a lot better with the opportunities he's getting. Last game, mm-hmm. four receptions for 73 yards, as long as it was 29. Um, yeah, so I, I'm looking for P. Ryan in the passing game. But outside of that, man, like, I honestly just want to stay away from this backfield. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a three-headed monster, right, the way it looks? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Sucks. Um, so, Sebastian, what about James Conner? Um, looks like he's going to be out multiple weeks. So first question, I guess, for you is what's up with James Conner? You know, what what should we be expecting? Do you think that they could potentially shut him down for the year because the Cardinals are awful? Um, and then also just kind of talk to us about Keontae Ingram um, and DeMarcado. Like, it, are, are they worth, in your eyes, probably picking up? And um, I guess at this point, people have already done waivers. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you probably have already picked up 
these guys if they've been out there. Uh, do you think that they're good starters? Do you think that it's worth uh, the three to four or five weeks, however long you think James Conner is going to be out to have them out there? I mean, just what what should we expect for the Cardinals backfield? Yeah, absolutely. So James Conner, uh, definitely someone who's unfortunately got some mystery to it, right? Just labeled as a knee injury. We know even less about his because not even sure what play exactly it happened on. So right now, all we know is he's going to be out four weeks at a minimum, and it's a knee injury. I do expect more information to get released, you know, kind of as it trickles out. It's typically how it'll go. Um, but uh, as far as the backup situation, yeah. So I, you know, watching the game last week, I thought DeMarcado looked pretty good. 4.5 yards of rush, a touchdown. He looks pretty decent filling in. Uh, now Keontae Ingram is dealing with a neck injury of his own. So he's been active the last two weeks. Uh, we'll have to see how the practice goes. Definitely murkies the water a little bit. I think I have a little more trust in DeMarcado purely because he's healthy. He's fully healthy, and he doesn't have that neck injury. Neck injuries are pretty pretty tough to deal with, especially as a running back. I mean, you're always going to get hit, right? That's what you're going to feel in your neck every single time. So I think that, uh, yeah, right now I trust DeMarcado a little bit more, but I think that's one of the situations where you just got to really look at the matchup and see, like, you know, what am I going to expect out of them? I know they play the Rams this week, so – Graham's got a pretty decent against the run. I'm not sure if I love the matchup for the Cardinals there. Uh, divisional game, you know, maybe they, they get a little frisky. But I think Dean Mercado's the guy that I would trust, but it's still a situation I'm not starting unless I love the matchup. Bruni, how do you feel about it? Because I'm looking at their depth chart right now. Keontae Ingram is listed as the starter over DeMarcado. So the, he's, uh, he's the person practicing I saw... on a limited basis is what I'm is what I'm seeing. So I'm I'm with Sebastian here. DeMarcado, he scored a touchdown last week. He obviously is familiar with the playbook enough. I mean, and they don't have anyone else. Like even if Keontae Ingram and DeMarcado are healthy, they don't have anyone else. And like Sebastian said, coming back from injury, neck injury. It's you know a sensitive area, whether it's your vision looking left and right or taking a hit, whatever it is, you know it's got to be a hundred percent, right? So if he gets in a full practice, you know I, maybe he's the dart throw play, but I still think that Demarcado gets the most touches this week. I, I think a good way to look at it, like if you need to win Week Six, Demarcado is probably the play, right? But if you need to win season long or the end of the uh, end of the year, maybe it is Ingram. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see upon know, they, any they, sort of return. Another this situation back, where you may not see the running back come back because team's bad. They suck. Yeah, this this backfield feels good. like a fantasy of villain to me, right? Like I just I kind of want to steer clear of it. I mean, their their next couple games are at the Rams, at Seattle, against Baltimore, at Cleveland, I guess Atlanta. Like those teams, a majority of them are pretty good against the run. So I'm going to be steering clear of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think short term. DeMarcado is probably the, the best one there uh, long term. I know that they do like Ingram. So, you know, maybe you want to take that approach if you're trying to, you know, feel this out long term. But honestly, I, I just just stay away. I mean, it, I, it doesn't I just seem also like haven't Ingram. liked Keontae Ingram when I have seen him in the NFL. Like he hasn't been amazing. How many touchdowns does Keontae Ingram have in his career? How many do you think? I don't really know off the top of my head, but I still feel like it might be zero. It could be wrong. Like I could be wrong. I don't know. DeMarcado uh, gets in there first weekend. Career, he has one. Damn, DeMarcado, day one on the job. <laughs> Boom. Got him. Got him. I think DeMarcado could very well be. Let me be your hero. I tried to spend on him. Everyone was like, no, I want to spend more. I was like, 37. Or in one year. 24. No, I, I tried to buy him everywhere, Andrew. I got one. Well, I got well, what did he go for in those things? Like, like what was oh, the highest you I saw? I saw him go for a hundred, the full bag, the full Whoa. bag. That's and crazy. I tried to drop God, 42. I, or no, crazy. no, that one was 37. I tried to drop 37. The, I don't know if I was even the second highest. All I saw was the hundo, and I was like, dang, son. Oh, yeah, that's a little much. Yeah, in a league that we have a that we had a thousand dollar fab budget, uh, he just went for five ninety nine, and that was outrageous. That's fifty percent or forty percent. That's not or sick. Sick. I can't even do math. That's sixty (laughs) percent. Sorry, it's just it's absurd. It's just yeah, Yeah. no reason. That's a lot. I don't I don't love him that much, but yeah. Um, I think I got maybe I also got him somewhere else for like two seventy seven or something like that. I mean, I may have pulled that off. I don't know. Uh, Bruni, I think the only other thing that, uh, I want to talk to you, Sebastian about real quick is just, uh, Austin Eckler, just, you know, what, what should we expect? Is this something that you think that it's going to his issue, uh, you know, his injury is going to linger throughout the year. It's kind of pain management. Um, is it something that we should be, uh, worried about re-injury for? I mean, Austin Eckler is 
you know, definitely top three RB for fantasy. So, you know, it's definitely important to have him out there on the field. But, uh, you know, is he going to be Austin Eckler or is he going to be an 80% shell of himself? No, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some good news finally. Yep. So Austin Eckler <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> I, I I will be starting. I if I had him, I unfortunately don't. But if I had him in my leagues, I would start him without hesitation. He's Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, obviously he does his own podcast. He talks about how he feels. He's ninety nine percent sure that he's gonna be out there, right? So he's already said that. Uh, full practice on Wednesday or Tuesday, I think it was, because uh, they don't have an injury report yet because they're Monday night. Uh, but yeah, no, he's uh, on week five of recovery. That's again, when, you know, five, six is where I want to be. I don't want to be in those three to four weeks. That's where re-injury risk happens. And you're right. They're going to be a shell of themselves. But as we get into the week five, week six of a high ankle sprain, that is where you start to really want to, you know, you'll start seeing those guys. And then, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be the most explosive he's ever been the first week, but he will be productive and he will get the carries. And I mean, obviously he's a touchdown machine. Who else are you going to fill in to even get half of that production? So I think you got to roll with them. I think that he, they were smart. Again, another situation where the buy came at the perfect time last week, so he didn't try to have to rush back or anything like that. So he's going to go ahead. He should be good to go for week six for Monday night and hopefully solidify that win for you at the end of the week. Yeah, i got to love the extra day for Monday start. That's that's fantastic. I have no qualms. Back to practice. He's saying all the right things, saying a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, I, I have no issue whatsoever. Agreed. Thanks, Josh Kelly. It's 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 been real. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate all that you haven't done. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Talk about a guy who should just <laughs> never get another opportunity. Just the amount of hopes and chances like, he's gotten. It's just he looked like shit. Yeah, whatever happened to Isaiah Spiller? Like, did they don't just poo. they're both? Yeah, yeah they were just poo. like nah. <laughs> but if you don't believe us, if you don't believe their dog poo, you know, if you're looking at props this weekend, smart thing to do. Go to Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down leg by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which players, or I'm sorry, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And we're back right on, right on. What's happening? We're going to dive into the mailbag. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into some starter sit questions. Appreciate everybody that's ridden along with us for the first half of the show. Be sure to smash the like button and download the episode on Apple and Spotify podcast. We appreciate you. First up here from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord, we've got Michael Levine, 12-team PPR. I have Kyrene Williams and Ken Walker as my starters. Which RB should I start in my flex? Oh, boy. Derek Henry or James Cook. Well done, Michael Levine. Very nice flex there, like literally. Uh, Henry has not been impressive, and the Titans keep giving Spears touches. Cook has been good, but was a dud last week in London. We'll kick it to uh, our guest first here, Derek Henry or James Cook. I guess a toughie. It feels like a toughie. Yeah, I think I would definitely go James Cook uh, because the Ooh. New York Giants suck. And I'm, oh, I, hate right. to, I hate to say that, um, but I would go Cook here. Um, I mean, like you said, it's it's really kind of 1A, 1B. Uh, you got some pretty good options there. I do love Derrick Henry. I just think that that Titans offense sometimes is just so, so hard to watch. Uh, I think that, you know, the Ravens are just going to really – stack the box and just make Tannehill beat them. And they got Marlon Humphrey Mm -hmm. back and their secondary is getting a little more healthier. So I don't think they can do that. Uh, I just think that um, the bills are going to get to do whatever they want to that Giants defense. And I think that involves James cook being able to run all over him. You saw Mostert and a chain both have good days Mm -hmm. against this defense. So uh, they're very susceptible to the run. So I would, that's where, that's where I would go. Maybe it's a little bit because I'm, I'm pissed at my team right now, but uh, I would go cook. Close to the situation. What do you think, Andrew? 
Uh, yeah, I'd probably go James Cook, too, because of the matchup. Uh, the Giants have been getting torn up on the ground. Uh, James Cook, uh, if you look at his game log, in the games that the Bills are definitely in the lead, he does get more than 15-plus carries. Uh, you know, he's averaging two receptions a game as well. So I would go that route. Uh, if it was somebody, if, if they're playing a different team, though, I, I would probably lean on Henry. I think that he's finding his footing, uh, you know, no pun intended, that I, I think hmm. that he's about to kind of start to go out on on the old Derrick Henry tear that, that we typically see. Uh, but for this week, I will agree with Sebastian and go James Cook. I will divert away from you, keeping it quick here, just chasing the volume. If I'm behind the eight ball, I want to go with the highest ceiling. Even in a game up against the Giants, I don't imagine a reality where James Cook scores three touchdowns. They just have a lot of weapons. Allen could steal one. Any of those random running backs in Damian Harris or Lat Murray could steal some goal line touchdowns. I'm just going to chase the the upside in Henry. I, I totally understand your guys' points. Love the matchup-based pick there, but I'm going to go with the king. I mean, it's it's his nickname, quite literally. So I'm going to go with the king. All right, Jack Hansley from Facebook asks, Adam Thielen or Michael Pittman Jr.? This is my last wide receiver spot. Thielen has been amazing, but are we expecting this to continue? I like Pittman a lot more with Minshew playing QB, but with Taylor likely getting his fair share, I'm not sure what type of offense the Colts will become. I have to imagine Moss continues to have a role as well. Thoughts on my situation, 14-team PPR, Adam Thielen or Michael Pittman? Sebastian, what are your thoughts on this Colts offense? Michael Pittman, to me, a better receiver, but the situation for Thielen is pretty good. It's 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 not bad. A lot of volume there. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen, what the hell, man? I don't know where the heck he came from. Like, I mean, I, he's he's not been bad, but I mean, he looked super washed. Yeah. So yeah, he he didn't he did not look good. Uh, but so I would probably, damn, this is tough. So Colts offense, I'm thinking, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to be in. Anthony Richardson just got put on the IR. Another one, I know we didn't talk about so let me talk about it real quick. AC sprain, yeah. right, uh, to the shoulder. So that's when basically your acromioclavicular ligament, it connects your collarbone to your shoulder. Uh, there's six different grades with this one. So it's all about how messed up the shoulder is, how, how that clavicle is displaced, right? So he's between a grade three. They said grade three could be grade four. The baking with a grade three is about 50% of them you can rehab, and 50% of them they need surgery. So in that range, you know, what I expect is he's going to try to rehab first. And if it's not successful, then he will need season ending surgery. So there's another injury where, you know, IR does not mean four weeks, right? IR, IR, IR technically means four weeks, but for this injury, I don't expect him to be back in four weeks. Quickest I expect him to be back is probably closer to six. If the rehab goes successfully, if that injury responds to rehab. So he's really in a gray area. That's why he was getting multiple opinions they didn't know, you know, the good news is he didn't need to get surgery right away and end the season, but I'm still nervous that this could be a thing where we may not see Anthony Richardson until next year. Uh, that being said, Gardner Mitchell is going to take over. Let me get back to the question. Oh, damn. I think I got to go Pittman for the big playability. That's that's what I would say. He's got more boom ability. Uh, you, mm -hmm. you have a higher floor with Thielen, but I think for the, the boom potential, I would go Pittman. That's fair. That's fair. Andrew, what say you? I think I already know, but let's hear it. Let's you know, oh, get it out. Oh man. It it is it is tough for me here. Um, you know, what I am a known Adam Thielen hater. Uh, I think he's a yeah, long side a of 30, one. you know. A confident one. What happened? <laughs> yeah, he's just, uh, again, I this is one that <laughs> this is one that I've taken it on the chin so far this year. Granted, I mean, if he was so good, the Panthers wouldn't be coming out saying we definitely want to go find a, a wide receiver one, right? Like, so I do think there's Adam Thielen. <laughs> I mean, again, like if if I had Adam Thielen on any team, which I don't, I'd immediately be trading him away because if they go get T Higgins yeah, or somebody yeah. else, like Adam Thielen's uh, uh, opportunities and production is going to drop off. So, back to the question though, and this may surprise you, I will start Adam Thielen. Um, the Panthers are going to be getting killed this weekend. By the hmm. by, the Dolphins like murder. So, so yeah, I think there's going to be plenty of volume for Thielen. Um, I'm actually okay starting Pittman too. Like this is kind of a toss up for me. I, I will take Thielen just because of the production that he has had so far. Um, both quarterbacks uh, aren't very good for for either of these guys. I love Gardner. I love what he stands for and his mustache. But 
there's a reason he's a backup, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, he's, Boo. he's not a starting quarterback. Boo that. The, so, he is better uh, than a lot of starters in this league, sir. I'll take him over a handful of starting quarterbacks right now. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you. Well, that's, not a backup. Just well, playing on the wrong team. A lot of them. Gardner Minshew yeah, would have I mean, been just as good, if not better, than Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. You can't you can't tell me otherwise. I won't hear it. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I love maybe. Gardner Minshew. Boo hickey. I mean, that's what know. I say to that. Boo hickey. The, the mullet. <laughs> The mullet and the mustache he was rocking for a while was awesome. I love the story about how he just walks around his jock strap in the uh, in in the locker rooms. Like that shit is like hilarious. That. That's so I funny. Like but that. I will <laughs> I will take Adam Thielen this week again. I think there's gonna be plenty of opportunities. They're not gonna run the ball very well. They're gonna need to throw the ball a piss ton. So I will mm. take Adam Thielen. But um, either I, I'm fine starting either one though. I, I don't have a fade on Pittman at all. Yeah, I beat uh, to both of their drums all offseason long. I was all over Thielen. I was all over Pittman. Again, Andrew can back it up. In this situation, it's I'm going with the matchup here. You know, 11th most fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. Miami most likely going to be up, score a lot of points. Even if not, even if it's somehow, you know, a weird game and it's somehow close, they've been bad to the position. I like Pittman a lot. Someone I would definitely try to buy in on now. Cost might be a little bit higher. You know, definitely a prettier penny than last week. But I still like him a lot, especially down the stretch. Just not a lot of competition there. Josh Downs coming along, kind of beating, you know, Alec Pierce, but not going to not gonna outshine Pittman for, for targets and opportunities. All right, next we've got Sam West, 57, from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord, asking Amari Cooper or Chris Godwin in a 12-man standard league not even sure if Watson plays and even if he does is that a good thing for Cooper if he's not 100% Godwin hasn't been amazing but not bad feels like the option feel sorry feel like I like the option to the, the, to go with uh, Godwin excuse me butchering that is there something I'm missing about Cleveland and Watson so Amari Cooper or Chris Godwin is there something he's missing about Cleveland and Watson Mm. Uh, yeah, I would I would give Godwin um, for sure this week. This week for sure. Mm. So uh, Mike Evans, another one we haven't talked about yet, but he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, mm. He picked it up last uh, against the Saints in week four. Then they had their bye. Uh, I was concerned about him. You know, the team didn't seem too concerned, but he just came back and he had, did not have a practice. Uh, so did not practice today, right? That's never a good sign. Wednesday injury reports, you take it with a little bit of grain of salt. They typically give some veteran rest days. They let that injury heal. So I'm not super concerned yet, um, but I'm starting to get concerned about Mike Evans. I do not like hamstring injuries, especially during the season. So I think that lends to Godwin's favor. Uh, even if Evans is out there, he might be a little limited. So he could be used as a decoy, but Godwin really will be the one that they'll attack. And then, yeah, I, I mm, Deshaun Watson thing's scaring me. I don't know what's going on with that. They're calling it a, a shoulder strain now, uh, kind of shoulder uh, rotator cuff strain, which on your throwing arm isn't going to feel good to throw the ball a bunch, and he's not a very good thrower of the ball anyway. So I do like Amari Cooper, and I was high on him this year, and I think that he, he has some potential, but P.J. Walker against the San Francisco 49ers just scares the living shit out of me, so why would I want to touch that? That's fair. I'm I'm in the same boat with you. Niners defense super scary. I don't like the op, uh, I don't like the option. What do you think here, Andrew? Is this a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, agreed. Godwin. Uh, I mean, uh, again, just matchup. Um, I think that Godwin and Cooper probably see around the same targets, so it's it's not that play for me. It's again, it's just uh, Detroit's defense is. Uh, I think some. I think I heard somebody call Detroit the diet Coke to the Niners, uh, the, the, the Niners and the, the lions kind of play similar, uh, you know, both offense and defense a little bit here. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just matchup based. I will take Godwin versus the lions. Yeah. That one felt, uh, felt a bit easier. It seems like Sam West was on the same path. All right. Chris Poverly from Twitter asks Ramondre Stevenson at Las Vegas or Jonathan Taylor at Jacksonville. I started Taylor last week after he finally played nice. I lost and now I'm two and three. I really don't want to trust Stevenson, but can we trust Taylor after he wasn't involved last week? In addition, uh, how to, uh, in addition to how well Moss played, I can't imagine he has 20 plus touches, but I know he caps all the word. No Ramondre won't <laughs> have 
either. I'm torn, exclamation mark. 12-team PPR. Stevenson at Las Vegas. Taylor at Jacksonville. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going to uh, blink. I'm not even going to blink. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, okay. Steve, I'm, the Patriots have been terrible. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot in good conscience put my faith <laughs> in Ramondre Stevenson, let alone any of them. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I love Ramondre. Getting buried. Buried by Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Andrew? Go ahead. Take I'm, this. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Stevenson. Um <laughs> I, I, I think this is I think this is kind of a of a, a slow leak uh get right game for him here. Uh Vegas has not been very good at stopping the run. Stevenson is the best guy. I think Bill Belichick gets back to the root of what has worked for him in the past. Put Stevenson out there. I mean, Taylor, it's gonna take him a little bit Brady of time. Playing? Can he do but, that? being a part of like Patriots alumni and also owning the Raiders. But when you say get back to what he's been doing, that's worked well. Is, is Tom going to play? You think Asante Samuel was asking for it. Asante Jeez. Samuel went to social media and was like, please Patriots go get Tom back. If he owns the Raiders. He can't play well, this week. Sorry. Yeah, say, uh, yeah obviously that's not going to happen, but I, yeah, man, I mean, until, until I see Taylor really dominate this backfield, you know, Zach Moss again, looked really good. So, until I see that, I will take the guy that should be the best running back in his uh, tandem here, and uh, in, in Stevenson. And I don't buy into Zeke, you know, being the best guy there whatsoever. Um, I do think Stevenson sees more work in the pass game as well. The Patriots wide receiver core is, for lack of better term, dog shit. It is awful, so bad, bro. bro that their quarterback has been pulled in back-to-back weeks, and they're gonna throw him out there again. And yeah. back-to-back weeks, he's been pulled. Ah, hey, sorry, you're not playing good enough. Come sit down, have a seat. Yeah. Oh, and they're by just the way, trying to see what they have in Bailey week. Zappi. I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> waiting for him. Hey, listen, I'm just saying that I think that it is uh, a week that Stevenson's actually going to have a good game. Um, I would love to start Jonathan Taylor, but we just haven't seen it yet. He just came back. Zach Moss still looks really good. Jonathan Taylor is still probably just pissed off at, at the Colts for you know how they yanked him around and then finally just paid him and. So now he's kind of on Easy Street, right? He he got paid, so now he can really they, stick it to Jim Mercer. They said they're going to ramp up his workload, though. Like, I mean, they they've said as much. Like, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is going to play more. I am concerned about Zach Moss, but regardless, like a Taylor touch is worth two to three times what a Stevenson touch is worth right now, in my opinion. Okay, well, agree, disagree. Uh, for, for 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 the people who like me over Bruni, choose your fighter, but I'll take Stevenson. <laughs> what's your uh, thoughts here sebastian and then we're gonna yeah, get to no, a question i, I think you guys you guys were like the the angel and the devil on my shoulder here you guys brought up very good points on the same side right so you got stevenson who should have a great great game, matchup raiders suck against the run he sucks i can't trust stevenson right now the offensive line is super beat up i also the patriots defense has been taking some big hits with christian gonzalez matthew judon they just keep losing guys so I don't expect them to be winning. I, I actually really like the Raiders this week overall. So I'm not going to go with Stevenson. I'm going to go with Taylor. I'm a big Zach Moss guy. I've been huge on him. You know, he's won me some money these these early on. I think, but I it's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's Jonathan Taylor's going to take over that backfield. It's just waiting to happen. Like Bruni said, they're going to get him more touches. I mean, honestly, what you got Minshew in, he is a backup quarterback. They should probably run the ball about 40 times. And I think that's the best way the Colts win this game so i would take jonathan taylor um it is a little bit closer than i would usually think with the whole zach moss thing but i think you gotta go taylor he's a better running back he's got a better offensive line right now and the patriots are really 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 bad agreed agreed that's the last time i'm gonna allow people calling Minshew a backup quarterback i'll allow it that's the last one <laughs> last one <laughs> quinn lenardi in the chat Trade T Higgins for Calvin Ridley. Redraft League, by the way. Appreciate you, Quinn. That's a slam dunk, son. Give me some Calvin. Give me some Calvin. Agreed. Yeah. They're, they're pretty similar for me, though. Like, I would have them only, like, a one tier apart. So, I, I don't think it's a big upgrade, but I do think it is an upgrade. I will take Ridley over the guy who has been hurt a little bit and is also not the one on his own team. Now, with that said... He might uh, be on the trade block, so maybe he goes somewhere and is the wide receiver one on the team. So 
just careful with with what you're doing with them. But yes, I do think that the Ridley upgrade is nice. Thoughts there, Sebastian? Maybe include the T. Higgins injury. Yep, 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 exactly. Yep. So I think just like Andrew said, you know, healthy. I think these wide receivers are pretty similar. However, one is not healthy, right? So T. Higgins rib fracture. Um, this is typically an injury that takes at least two to four weeks to to heal. I mean, to heal it technically takes six weeks, but typically guys come back in the two to four weeks. He missed last week. He may give it a go this week. I think he's gonna be limited for a couple weeks. I mean, it, rib injuries suck and it's fractured. So anytime a guy laughs, anytime he turns, he does something wrong, he's gonna be in pain. And he's already had a bit of a struggling start to the season. He's really only had one good week and he's struggled with some drops, which is we really don't see from him. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's just not all right there. So if you can get him for Calvin Ridley, who should be the wide receiver one, I'm not in love with Calvin or with Ridley, but um I think he definitely is an upgrade there, largely due to the injury. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Next up, we have David Ellis from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asking for my flex. I have the options of Christian Kirk, Roshan Johnson, or Jerome Ford. Scoring is PPR based. I rank them how I listed them and have Kirk in my lineup. Should I pivot to Johnson with Herbert out? Uh, I think it. I, this one to me feels easy with Christian Kirk. I don't know what you guys think here. I know Andrew loves Roe, but he's not even practicing yet. Yeah, I, I do think Roshan Johnson uh, passes the uh, or, you know, gets out of the concussion protocol. I mean, he has enough time to do it. It would be, you know, he played last Thursday, so there's definitely enough time for him to pass that and get in there. So I do love Johnson, um, but I'm also going to go Kirk. The Colts secondary uh, is not very good. They just had another injury pop up for them. So I think Kirk and Ridley both feast on the Colts. But I would uh, Ford's last for me here, and, and I really love Jerome Ford too. So, but mm-hmm. that you can't start them against the Niners. Like that's just a, such a tough matchup. You have to be in dire straits to want to start Jerome Ford against the Niners this week. So, well, um, I think you probably feel pot committed with how much you probably spent on Ford and probably Roshan. Well, if people listen to the show, I was talking about Jerome Ford all offseason. You probably just draft him like I did in a lot of <laughs> leagues, and just uh, you know now he's just sitting there. And, hey, you know. hey, shout out, shout out, Adam Pelletier, who told people this past Sunday. Go pick up Amari DiMarcato. He he told him to do it before the kickoff. I was like, yeah, wow. that's hey, hey, ask him what he's got any lottery numbers for me this week or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> do you have a guy out in uh, out in Arizona and he kind of knew something was going to happen? I, I yeah, guess so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I was like, he's got I was guy. like, yeah, like okay, cool, yeah, good idea. I was I was just like kind of nodding, like like all right, cool. And I was like, who the fuck is Amari? No, I'm like, wait, what a, he just make up, he just made yeah, up yeah, a player. Good, he just went, good idea, he man. Created good idea, his man. own player. Uh, every blind squirrel appear. finds a nut once in a while, so let's not but make hey, it too big. Then I knew who he was, and then pff, it happened. Shit hit the Touchdown. fan. I was like, yeah. And then I James Conner happened to get hurt. <laughs> Adam yeah. said, "Yes, that's funny." <laughs> what yeah, are your thoughts sure. on this one, uh, Sebastian? Is 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 yeah. it as easy uh, as An- Andrew and I say? Yep, I will echo you guys with the Kirk. I'll just throw in some of the injuries. So Khalil Herbert, uh, high ankle sprain, right? So uh, he's not on IR, but I think he should be. But uh, anyway, so that they have typically three to six weeks recovery time. High ankle sprain, difference between a low ankle sprain. Uh, it's above the ankle. So it actually is just it's injury to the syndesmosis that connects your two lower leg bones. Uh, it takes more damage to happen. It takes more force. So it causes more damage. So it takes longer to come back uh, there. And those guys, you know, I, I'm a little nervous that Herbert, since he's not in the IR, they're going to try to bring him back in three weeks before. And he's not going to look great. So mm. I do like Roshan for the fill in. But. The concussion stuff. So we'll quickly talk about concussions. Typically, historically, the last like 10, 15 years, the average time a guy's recovery time was seven days. So they could come back and play the next week, right? Seven days wasn't a joke. This season, there's been a way more people missing at least one game. Uh, the, you know, whether call it the Tua stuff, call it in advances in medicine, because mm-hmm. I mean, concussions, to be honest with you, they're still largely a mystery. We don't even exactly know exactly what goes on. You know, we know there's an energy crisis and it disrupts the brain function, but no one can tell you exactly what happens. And they're so variable with symptoms and such like that. So I I agree, you know, he should be able to pass, but at at this point, you know, people having a concussion, I almost expect them to miss a game. I understand the Thursday to Sunday, but he did not practice today. I would have liked to see a limited practice. So if he doesn't have a limited practice tomorrow, uh, that is Roshan Johnson. I'm starting to get officially worried that he's not going to play. And are we going to see Deonta Foreman have a have a kind of reappearance? That, that might be a thing. Uh, 
I like Roshan going forward as far as these next couple weeks and probably the next month with the Herbert situation. But this week, I'm a little worried that he didn't practice today. So uh, Christian Kirk, yeah, I, I would I would go for that. Yeah, again, that that one feels like an easy one. I feel like uh, the listener maybe a little overthinking just the the running back position. Like I like to start as many running backs as possible. You're getting that red zone opportunity. You're getting the you know, higher percentage or exposure to touchdown opportunities. But in this situation, Kirk's got the matchup and the running backs just aren't good enough yet. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Roshan can jump on on the train here and uh, get things rolling. Uh, maybe after here, you know, maybe a week after he clears protocol, we'll see. All right. Next up, we have Adam Jenkins from Twitter asking single QB league, which guy do you prefer? Preferably based on matchup. Jared Goff at Tampa Bay or Brock Purdy at Cleveland. That is that is tough. I drafted both of these guys late in my home league, and they have been home runs. However, knowing which one to start has been difficult thus far. What do you think about week six? So Goff at Tampa Bay or Brock Purdy at Cleveland? Pretty, pretty, pretty close here. Um it is yeah, this is a very good question. Um I'm probably going to go Purdy because I didn't think that he was about to uh, do what he just did this past mm-hmm. week. I didn't think he was going to put a four touchdown. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, honestly, like, I mean, I loved watching it. I mean, it was it was amazing. You know, fuck the Cowboys. Um, did you also, see we, both of these teams run the same play this week and score score a touchdown? Yes, yes, I did. That, with the tight that end. was hilarious. Yes. I was like, "What the yes. hell?" Like, I didn't yes. see. I, it's not like I yeah. noticed it like when it happened like live, but I saw like the like social media clip of it. I was like, "Damn!" Like. Huh? Uh, and it's a sexy play too. That was that oh, was it, it was wasn't gorgeous. like a generic like oh halfback dive whatever. Like yeah, that was that was pretty nice. Yeah, it was it, it was nice to see. So Purdy uh, performed well. Um, you know his uh, he, he's he's performed well all season long. And the Niners are rolling. I'm gonna go Purdy. With that said, if Amonra St. Brown is back in the lineup for uh, for the he Lions, is. he's go, gonna be back. Will, will he be? Yeah. Okay. I mean, full, I, full participant today. Any anything there, Sebastian? So you talking about Amonra, St. Brown? Yeah. yeah, he was a full participant today. I have him coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nah, that one, that injury is annoying too because it's just an abdomen injury. That that is so broad. I mean, that could be a oblique strain. You know, that could be an yeah. abdomen strain. It could be sports hernia. I'm assuming since he was doing some running, it was more mm-hmm. of an oblique strain and kind of like the Jalen Waddle thing we dealt with earlier on in the season should be okay, but. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced yet. Um, but you know, he's trending in the right direction. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's real close for me. I'll still take Purdy. Uh, again, he's just been um, you know, mm-hmm. lights out and and the Niners have been rolling. Not that the Lions haven't, um, but I, I just I, I don't know. The supporting cast around Purdy is slightly better than what the Lions have. So I'll take Purdy, but I think you should feel good about starting either of these guys. I like Purdy because another one of my house calls, David Montgomery, too much a factor. They get down to the red zone. That dude is eating up everything. Jameer Gibbs, another one if you want to touch on briefly here, Sebastian, doesn't sound like he is likely to play this week, or if he does on a limited basis, was not participating in practice today. But for me, that running offense with David Montgomery, they get inside the 10. It's the it's the Monty show. So I think Purdy has a little bit more upside. And his team is like running up the score like every week. I just I I'll go with the safer floor. I think for Purdy, it, this is very close though. I like golf a lot this season. Yeah, I'm, I would actually I'm going to differ from you guys. I, I don't. Okay. Um, for me, it's not as close uh, because I told myself that I'm going to avoid the Cleveland Browns defense uh, with okay. a lot of my matchups. And okay. I, I know they had a bye week, so we haven't seen them. But that defense mm-hmm. is nasty. Uh, I I think that you know. I think that game, first of all, is going to be like super low scoring. I think it's going to be like 21 to three or 10 or something like that. Um, but as far as the, and I think the Tampa, the Tampa Bay and uh, Detroit Lions game is going to be a little more high scoring than people think. But Jameer Gibbs, like you said, picked up a hamstring injury super late last week, kind of popped up out of nowhere. So happened in practice, which always sucks. Um, and, you know, hamstrings again, I hate them. I'll keep. You know, they were found to be the most burdensome injury in the NFL with 75% of people missing at least one game. Uh, like, they, they just suck. As someone who's had them, as someone who rehabs them all the time, like, 
you think they're good, and then you know it doesn't take much like we saw with Cooper Cup to really turn this into a big issue. He didn't practice today, never a good sign. Even if he does play, like you mentioned, limited, high re-injury risk, I would not take uh, play him right now. I love Montgomery. I've you know he's someone in both my leagues that I I really love and I've loved that I've snagged him. Uh, but anyway, I do like golf in this spot just because it's a better matchup. I don't think the Bucks have. You know, they have a decent defense, but I think that, mm-hmm. you know, that game could be a little more high scoring where the Browns, you know, I think the Browns are going to put up a much bigger test on defense for the 49ers. You know, the Cowboys defense, they've had a lot of injuries, and I think they're a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure they're going to run right through the Browns defense like they did the Cowboys, although they'll mm-hmm. probably only need to score like seven points because that Browns offense is going to be terrible. Cowboys defense has been pretty good though. I w- I was surprised how many points they were that, that was that was I mean that was that was damn. Yeah, good. I think Trayvon Diggs Trayvon Diggs injury really hurt them. Yeah, that yeah, ACL tear really really hurt them. All right, a couple questions left here. We have Noah Stoll from the SGPN Fantasy Football Discord asking Logan Thomas or Kyle Pitts this week. Their teams play each other, and they both duel for my starting tight end spot in Week Six. Pitts had a good game last week and was on my bench. Where else would he be? Luckily, I had Thomas in my lineup and won. What should I do this week? Always want to start pits, but now I actually have a reason to. 14-team PPR. Logan Thomas? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sebastian, you go go first. uh, As a Washington homer, I don't want to go first. Yeah, uh, damn. You know, I did not think I would be having this conversation when I was watching Cal Pitts ball at Florida. Uh, My Florida guy, uh, this, yeah, uh, damn. I really, really, really want to say Kyle Pitts because the Washington defense just got torched by a terrible Bears team. Sorry, both of you guys. But, what the uh, hell? yeah. <laughs> what, what is that, pal? What a, I didn't before I said, I, when I said it, I was like, oh man, not the podcast is be saying that. But, um, <laughs> listen. This guy. I, I agree. Logan Thomas actually impressed me. He was one of the waiver wire pickups. I picked him up myself because this tight end market has just been awful. It's just been a terrible, terrible. Uh, so I actually, I'm going to go Logan Thomas. I know the, the Falcons defense may be a little better, but I think uh, the Falcons may be up in this game. So they, when they are up, they do not pass the ball. They just run. Uh, listen, I, Hey, I, I'm sorry. I, Actually, I'm not sorry. Fuck the commandos. What am I talking about? Oh, <laughs> man. But uh, you want to compare go quarterbacks? You want to compare Sam Howell, Justin Fields to Daniel Jones, pal? Well, we can get into it. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> talking about someone it. who's won a, won a playoff game versus people who haven't even sniffed the playoffs. But it's true. That's oh. true. Listen, I can't even – I can't defend my team right now. There's, oh, my God. I got so mad today just looking at the injury report. But, yeah, no, uh, Logan Thomas for me. I changed my answer to Kyle Pitts. Uh, it, I, again, I, I, I agree with you. Like we shouldn't even have this conversation. Like, I don't know what the hell the Falcons are doing here with Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts. And now Bruni, they brought in your boy Van Jefferson. So they're just muttering the water for guys that aren't going to catch the ball. It, it makes no sense to me what the hell they're doing. It's Logan Thomas for me. Uh, you know, bias aside here, Logan Thomas just had nine receptions on 11 targets for 77 yards and a touchdown they are looking for him purposely in the red zone that's one big thing he has over Kyle Pitts right now um as well as he's definitely the, the tight end one on the team <laughs> Kyle Pitts we're not even sure he's the tight end one on his own damn team it, it makes no sense to me why you'd go out and draft Kyle Pitts and then you're like ah we'll bring in John New and eh, we'll get Van Jet really I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I'm on the other side of this, and this is where Biasy sets in. I actually think the Mandos are um, – they just got embarrassed on Thursday night. Absolutely embarrassed. I don't think they're going to let Desmond Ritter embarrass them. Uh, so I think that they are going to be up in the game. Still, though, Logan Thomas should see uh, at least probably around six targets-ish is where I think he's probably going to land. Kyle Pitts will be lucky to get there and maybe have three of them be catchable balls. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Logan Thomas. but. Um, Pitts could have a sneaky, decent game. He's going to have a sneaky game because you know who's going to get in that game? Taylor, Taylor Heineke, Heineke. Maybe. Yeah. Revenge. Revenge. Revenge, <laughs> right. It's not like they love that, that would be Ron Man, that would be Revenge. Awesome. Ron Rivera Revenge. Like, you want to do... Wait, what? You want to do what with me? So, wait, you want me... So, you want me to go back in? Why would I do that? You just took me out. Why don't we, why don't we let this cat play? His name's Sam. Sam Howe. Yeah. 
I, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I, I, for me, the, the rest of the season for the Commanders, it's a win-win. Uh, either they continue sucking and Ron Rivera gets the boot with Jack Del Rio. Please take Jack Del Rio with you. Uh, or they win and you know actually you know potentially make the playoffs. So I'm gonna win. Well, he brought here Jack Del Rio in, so I would assume yeah, he would go. I hope as they well. both get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, All they're both honestly they're both kind of losers. That's like what they've been known for is losing. Embarrassing. Both of them. So whatever. All right. PPR, Johnny D in the chat. Appreciate you, Johnny. Be sure to smash the like button. Appreciate you. Very frustrated with how my season is going every week. Just one player of my opponent has gone apps or gone crazy boom game. Has a crazy boom game. Would you also believe that I am the highest scoring team in my league? FML, one and four. Okay. Yeah, sounds like fantasy football, brother. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Join us in the, uh, in the Discord. Join us in the Discord. We've got all the horror stories for you. Believe me, yes, I've seen some dead bodies in this in these streets, all right? <laughs> all right, last question, and we are going to head, head out. Johnny, if you want to toss a question in for week six, we'd appreciate uh, the ability and opportunity to help you out. Henry Beckett from Facebook asks, pick two of these receivers for week six, one of my last uh, wide receiver spot and one for my flex spot. It's a 12-team PPR league. Michael Thomas at Houston or 2-2 Atwell versus Arizona, or Tyler Boyd versus Seattle, or Josh Palmer versus Dallas. So pick two, Michael Thomas, 2-2 Atwell, Tyler Boyd, Josh Palmer. Been a great episode. Let's kick it to the guest to close it down. I will go with Josh Palmer for one of them. Uh, I think that he, you know, obviously Mike Williams injury, ACL. I think that he's got the chemistry with Herbert. I think he's going to pick up some there. Uh, then we were saying, she said Thomas, 2-2, two, two, and who was the other one? Boyd. Atwell and Boyd. Yep. Atwell and Boyd. Let me go with – I think I'll go Michael Thomas, who I Dang, hate to say. The doctor. I, yeah, I know. Well, Andrew, oh. do you concur? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at this list, too, and I'm I'm kind of having a hard time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead, finish I mean, up. <laughs> Chris Olave dealing with a toe injury picked up. He obviously didn't look great last week. I know he played the whole game, but he did not look super well. Stats kind of show that he wasn't the best. So that's kind of the biggest thing. I think Michael Thomas is going to be relied on more. Uh, so, uh, you know, he could pull his um, lady parts and not play the rest of the game. But uh, I think that uh, I think for this week you go Michael Thomas. Uh, but really, I like Joshua Palmer the best at all this. Andrew, do you concur? Yeah. Um, so the, the the odd man out for for me is Atwell here. Um, again, I mean, since Cooper Cup came back, Cooper and Puka obviously dominating uh, the the targets, the opportunities. If Atwell doesn't catch one long downfield, he's going to be kind of a bust. So Atwell's or out a touchdown. for me. Caught a touchdown I, last week. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Still, Atwell's out for me. Um, I like Boyd. Uh, in this matchup again, uh, T Higgins banged up. You know. Uh, so I I do like Boyd, but. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Sebastian as much as I hate to say it. Uh, it's definitely Palmer, 1,000% Palmer. And then it's probably Thomas just because of everything Sebastian said. You know, Olave mm -hmm. injured. Um, though Houston previously before the season has been very good at uh, not allowing touchdowns to wide receivers. Um, I see here, obviously, they, are, they have the fourth fewest fantasy points. So still on mm -hmm. that train of not kind of giving up a ton of points to wide receivers. But I think they're going to have to pass the ball. So I'm going to go Thomas as well, but Boyd is very close for me. So I'd be okay with that too. Just, just not at well. I'm going to go Palmer and Boyd uh, for all the reasons you had mentioned about Palmer very easily. He's just the next guy there behind Keenan Allen with Mike Williams out and Tyler Boyd, second most fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position going up against Seattle. Love the matchup. Love the opportunity with T Higgins a little bit banged up. So I'm going to keep it clean and go with Boyd and Palmer. I like Atwell as well. Arizona allowing the seventh most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Very good matchup. But like Andrew said, with those two receivers healthy, you know, oh, oh there goes 20 targets. Like, you know, you're just, you're just losing yourself uh, exposure to uh, opportunities to touch the ball. That's, that's tough. That's tough. All right. Very good. Uh, gentlemen, anything to share before we head out? Uh, real quick, Travis Kelsey, do not get scared away by the questionable tag. Low ankle sprain, you know, these are mild injuries. Clearly, he came back, was productive, even found the end zone. I know he's questionable. Don't overthink it. Start Travis Kelsey. You know, if, if DFS or something, you want to use it, op opportunity to buy low, props market, whatever. I think Travis Kelsey obviously has a great matchup. 
Don't overthink that. Make sure you have Travis Kelsey in your lineups. Ah, the only thing I want to add in here again, uh, just, uh, you know, rehashing. If you are not in the discord, join us in the SGPN discord. We do talk fantasy football a ton. It's not just Bruni, I, Sebastian, you know, answering your questions. It is uh, fellow fantasy footballers as well. So you uh, get a lot of opinions in there. Uh, you know, please feel free to hit us up on Twitter. If you don't know how to get into the discord, we can definitely get you an invite out there as well as, uh, you know, Join us on uh, Twitter as well. Our handles are below. Feel free. I'm always willing to answer any questions you guys want to send on there. Tag us in anything. Uh, you know, again, uh, like this video, subscribe, hit the notifications so you know when we are talking start, sit, dynasty, IDP, you name it. We do go over it here at the SGPN Fantasy Football Division. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.